Welcome to Fit for My Age, a series of conversations between Abbasida and people who think outside the box about health and well-being, with the aim of helping everyone live a healthier life. I am your host, Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida. Today, I am joined by Spencer Cave, who is a gym influencer. Hello, Spencer. Hi there, you all right? <laughs> I am very well, thank you very much. Very well, I hope you can say the same. I'm good also, thank you very much. <laughs> Please, could we start by you telling us a bit about the work that you do and what is a gym influencer? So a gym influencer is basically someone that posts videos online. This can be on social media, TikTok, Instagram. Basically posting videos of saying, okay, this is how you do a certain exercise or this is my dieting plan. Basically just giving information for people to kind of consume. So you're recording your own fitness programs, your dietary plans, and sharing them with other people and if people are in similar situations they can learn from those it's, it's open for discussion i suppose yeah precisely so people can kind of respond to these and ask me questions or this could even be to give people motivation um when it comes to coming to the gym because that's something that I, I feel like a lot of people my age kind of uh lack at some stages kind of with you know when they've got like it's college or school or, some, or university on the side it can be a bit difficult to kind of keep up with with your fitness as well so let's let's clarify. How old are you, Spencer? I'm nineteen. Nineteen, right? And you work full time as well, don't you? I do indeed. Yes, I'm on an apprenticeship. Um, I work in IT, but I go to university on the side as well. Oh, right. Okay, a busy boy then. Indeed. <laughs> Brilliant. So you're studying at university part time. You yep. are um, full time employed, and you're also a gym influencer. Alongside everything else, what got you into going to the gym are you one of those guys who was on every sports team at school and uh, best at everything at sport in school <laughs> quite the opposite actually um I was kind of picked last for a lot of the a lot of the sports in you know <laughs> when it comes to PE in school um but uh I, I soon switched that around kind of when I left um it's because I feel like a lot of people are subject to, to bullying uh which I was back when I was at school um and I just kind of, obviously I was picked on a lot for my weight, et cetera. So I just kind of thought when I left school, you know what, <laughs> you know, what? I've kind of, I've kind of had enough. So I started working on myself and started to really enjoy it. And then it kind of, um, in the end, I kind of just wanted to work out for myself and not for what other people thought of, my, of, of me, if that makes any sense. Yes, it makes an awful lot of sense. It makes an awful lot of sense to sort of say, okay, I'm at school and, you know, I'm the one that's being picked on, bullied. You're, you're saying you were overweight? I was, yes. <laughs> right, okay. So you leave school and it's sort of like that's your moment to then sort of think, okay, the sports that I do, what I get involved in, I can make decisions about. I've not got to be in a position where it's two o'clock on a Monday afternoon. So somebody telling me we've got to play football, which is a sport that I don't really like. I'm not very good at. I'm going to be picked last for the team, mm. blah, 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 blah. You leave school and you can get involved in whatever sport you like. So what made you choose like, the weight training in the gym? Uh, well, I did some other sports. I did I did a little bit of football. Um, I did try to get into some martial arts as well. So I did Kung Fu for a year as well. Um, but weight training was something that just kind of stuck by me because I just loved working on myself. It was also something I could um, do with a lot of my mates. It was quite affordable. So a lot of my mates, even if they didn't have a job, could still kind of afford to come to the gym with me and we could do a session, etc. And it's also just to do with the culture as well. Like just going to the gym, every, with the gym that I go to, I don't go to a commercial gym. I go to like quite a private one. So I know a lot of the people there and everyone's really lovely and supportive. And 
or all of that really so i think it's just kind of also the community as well that, that allows me to um enjoy the gym so much as opposed to to doing other sports yeah i think that is one of the things that people expect in a gym is that it's going to be very competitive there are going to be people that can throw lots of metal around who are going to try and make other people feel inferior as a result of that and yet you know i've go to the gym as well and my experience is is um yeah there will be some people like that but those people tend not to be the people that last the course the people who are who are interested in it are always very supportive of other people yeah 100 you know, because we've all been in that place at some time nobody goes into a gym and can lift 160 kilograms in a deadlift on day one we all have to start somewhere and very often it's not about it's not about the weight of the metal that you lift it's about the technique isn't it yeah, exactly. Because if you get the form wrong or something, you know, that can be quite damaging towards your body. Um, it's funny we we mentioned this. Um, I've had quite a few injuries just um, on my back uh, since I started the gym and that was all down to poor form. So it's very, very important to make sure you're getting your technique right, especially at quite a young age. So, Yeah, and that's why it's also important. Although this is an individual sport and you are doing things by yourself, it's one of the reasons why you should be in a gym with other people and, and asking people to to spot you as you do different exercises and and give you feedback i suppose yeah you didn't enjoy sport p at school you leave school you studying at university you get a job and you get involved in this gym activity how many days a week are you going to the gym uh, so i go to the gym six days a week which day do you have off it kind of it, it varies <laughs> it varies but it's usually it's usually a sunday so you're doing a range of different exercises and you've got quite a detailed plan I should imagine as to what you're going to be doing on each day yes so I usually do um, push pull legs but um, I usually do each exercise so I do push twice a week pull twice a week and legs twice a week um, but obviously those two um, exercises that are the same are actually quite different in kind of different exercises and techniques that I'm doing okay so explain what push and pull means in the context of going to the gym so push is basically working on your chest, your triceps and your shoulders. Um, so these are all muscles that kind of contract together in a push motion, hence why it's called push. Um, and that's basically just, yeah, working out those three muscle groups. And then pull is the opposite, basically, of pull motions. And that's more to do with your back and your biceps. Okay, so I'm getting the picture because I also go to the gym. I understand what it is that you mean. When did you start going to the gym on a regular basis and so like committing to it? Uh, a regular basis and committing to it, I'd probably say um, kind of start of last year. So that's about 12 months ago. So 12 months, what sort of results have you seen in 12 months? Um, I've seen quite a lot of results. Um, I was quite uh, tubby, as I mentioned. Um, but then I, when I did lose this this kind of this fat, it was, it was a video that I posted on my TikTok, my very first video. It was kind of just me showing my weight loss and it gained a lot of traction, which I was quite happy about, people being very supportive. But then I also noticed that I looked quite um, skinny now and I was kind of like, okay, well, I kind of want to build some muscle now. Um, so I started going to the gym properly for weight training around 10 months ago. Um, and I, my, the results since then have been ridiculous. I've seen a lot of my... Uh, um, you know, like personal bests go up and I've seen a, a huge difference in the way that my body looks as well. And yes, yeah, overall been positive, to be honest. You're able to move more weights, push, pull more weights. Yeah. That's one of the things that you've noticed inside the gym. Mm. And you're, you're noticing the physical differences as well. And I suppose other people notice those as, as, as well. Everybody starts to notice. 
Yeah. Is it a case that people notice before you notice or did you notice and then they noticed? I think I noticed first, but the notice for other people is more exaggerated. Obviously, where you see your, yourself every mm-hmm. day and other people may only see you, I don't know, once or twice a month. They may look at you and think, wow, like you've, you know, you've changed quite a lot since the last time I saw you. Whereas, you know, so you can you can look back at old pictures of yourself and think, oh, OK, I used to look like this. But you'll never truly understand kind of how far you've come, if that makes any sense, just from just visually from yourself. Yes. Yeah. You need the confirmation from somebody else to notice what you think you are seeing as well. Yeah, exactly. It actually makes it a little bit more real. I presume you're also, are you, are you also having to buy new clothes? So I think old clothes no longer fit you. I just, I just, I wear the old clothes and they look tighter and better. So. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you basically you're at that age 19 where your body is changing anyway, but you're maximizing the benefits of those. And it seems like you're also, uh, you sound very pleased and very happy about it as well. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, Obviously, with with um, with kind of the kind of work you do within the gym, for example, um, bulking and kind of eating, you know, a lot of a lot of food to ensure that you do gain muscle, it can have some kind of like negative effects. Obviously, um, mentally, when you think, you know, oh no, I'm, I'm, I could be putting on fat, and when yeah, you when you do have to go out and buy new new clothes in a different size, but I think overall, positively, where you do look a little bit a little bit broader and you can lift more in the gym and stuff, you start to see your progress, and it kind of just balances out, to be honest. Yeah, so there's there's a good physical effect, there's a good mental effect as well. Yeah, I have to sort of ask: Is the people who picked you last for the soccer teams at school did they notice any difference? Do you still see those? <laughs> they they did. Yes, uh, I I don't really see them. I, I maybe I get like the odd message every now and again, but um. But yeah, well, they obviously they've come across my um, social medias, etc., and they've kind of just basically congratulated me, which has been quite nice. You know, some of the people that you know kind of gave me a lot of a lot of stick back in the day. Um, they've kind of kind of come out and apologised for it, and you know, actually congratulated me, which has actually been quite humble and quite quite nice to be honest. So I'm overall pleased about it. Yeah, I can imagine it was. But have you had to give up anything in order to achieve these results? The amount of food I eat <laughs> was was definitely something I had to. It was something very difficult. Um, it was what I had to give up. My whole family kind of we we eat. You know, <laughs> we we eat a lot, a lot. Can't even exaggerate how much we eat. But um, but yeah, it got really bad. Obviously, when I was in school, kind of I was stress eating for exams, and it, it didn't kind of um, right. pose a good physical impact on me. So that was kind of the the point where i had to change things but um yeah i would, I would definitely say that kind of what i was eating and the amount i was eating was something i had to sacrifice at the start yeah and you missed that at the start but i presume you're eating a much healthier diet now yeah 100 percent. i mean there, there are kind of you know the off days where you have i don't know if you fancy a takeaway one night or something but overall i'm eating a lot a lot cleaner a lot less and kind of you know actually watching my calories and nutrition etc so right so it's not so much a hobby as almost like a lifestyle change. You, you make a decision to follow a particular lifestyle, which involves eat, being more conscious and more aware of what you're eating rather than just going, yeah. I want, I'm hungry. I'll take the next thing I can find. You make a, you're making, it sounds as if you're making more conscious decisions about what you eat and what you drink and the physical activity that you undertake as well. Yeah, exactly. I'd say more conscious decisions about what I eat 100% because, you know, back when I was doing exams and I was stress eating, I would kind of just find chocolate or sweets or snacks, anything to kind of, 
give me a bit of a sugar rush so i had the motivation to revise etc mm-hmm. you know just just basically things like that but um but yeah now i'm kind of making a lot a lot better decisions in the kind of food that i'm eating it sounds as if there's almost like a learning curve that you go through as part of this getting fit getting healthy there's there's a huge amount or is it a huge amount or is it just things that you learn and you pick up uh, almost in a casual way is it structured or casual the learning about these things i would say it's quite casual um a lot of people my age nowadays look up things on online or see things on social media and will try them out or take them on board which is also why i think the the, the why i like to think the things that i do kind of have an impact on people in a positive way kind of showing them to do the correct form and stuff because a lot of people my age will learn things online and um you know times have changed that's just that's just how it is yeah it's not just people your age you know spend so people i learned how to do a burpee properly from a a video that i found online from a student in in the university in kansas was explaining how to do a burpee and he's doing it in his bedroom and it was a guy called mark e miller i remember it he was doing it in his bedroom with a camera that was mounted on his computer and he sort of stood up at the beginning and they're laughing about it now but he stood up at the beginning went down and disappeared completely because it wasn't in the camera and then stood up again and it's sort of like that's how you do it it was it was his description of it rather than you know his description of it made me yeah. understand what i should be doing when i'm doing a burpee and it was rather than the video itself but the fact that he disappeared makes that's what made it stick in my mind is like the, the it wasn't so much a um, i'm perfect or my video is perfect, or I'm perfect, or everything about what I'm doing is perfect. It was like, he was very proud of what he'd done and put it online and may not even have realized yeah. that part of the key part of what he was doing wasn't actually visible, but it, it's it stuck in my mind and I uh, put it into practice the next time that I was in the gym as well. So you learn, you learn a lot in lots of different ways. And, but uh, it's part of what the gym community is about, I think, is that there's an awful lot of sharing and support of people. And there's no reason why anyone should feel intimidated about going into a gym, is there? No, I don't, th- I don't think so at all. I get a lot of messages on um, my Instagram of people saying, you know, I, I want to start the gym, but I feel like everyone's watching me or I feel like people are going to judge me for doing something wrong. But as we discussed earlier, my experience at the gym, everyone has been so supportive, so nice and willing to help. So I don't. You know, I, I think I also try to push on my TikTok and my Instagram just kind of to, you know, to, to kind of get those negative thoughts out of your head because all people want to do essentially support you. I agree with you. I agree with you. So you've got yourself into this, I think it's now a new lifestyle, a different habit. What do you expect to be the benefits of, of this different lifestyle, both long-term, short-term and long-term? So the short-term benefits, I would definitely say um, confidence. Going to the gym has given me a lot more confidence from day to day. Also, just with my actual physique, um, you know, I was definitely someone you know, who who was younger who was very afraid of taking off their shirt on holiday or something. But it's kind of given me that confidence, but physical, physically and mentally, um, within within life in general. So you are now the one who's like um, uh, you're confident on holiday. You, know, you don't need to worry about things. You. So like walking taller, I suppose, in some ways, which actually you say walking taller, but I think if you've done the right back exercises and the right abdominal exercises, you will actually be walking yeah. in a more 
um, upright and, and more confident way. So you feel confident, but you also look more confident as well. Yeah, exactly. And then long term, you're 19 now, you on this health lifestyle. What do you think will be the benefits as you get older from having adopted this lifestyle at this age? Well, I think uh, personally, it would just be better just for life as in just kind of keeping healthy and making sure your body is you know in in good shape in good health you know you, you your fitness is all good and I also think just like later on in life when there's some things that I want to do I feel like my age won't won't be restricting me because I would have kind of kept my fitness up and really took care of myself there'll probably be a lot of people as they hit middle age who will think I wish I had got involved I wish I'd kept myself fitter when I was younger because mm-hmm. that's when it really hit you um a lot of our health issues are not things that happen bang i've got x we can actually look back and see that you know if we had been more aware of what we were eating if we'd been more aware of the level of exercise that we were doing the cumulative effect of those things over years impacts the lifestyle, the level of health that we'll be able to enjoy as we get older. I think you're very right. I, um, like you, um, I wasn't overweight at school. I was tall and I was skinny. I had a metabolic rate that would burn through anything within minutes and constantly eating and staying very slim. You get used to that, you know, that you can eat lots of food and you're not going to put on weight because your metabolic rate is burning it up at a colossal rate. And then one day it slows down mm. and you have to learn to adapt to the way in which your body is operating. Because as you get older, your metabolic rate will slow down and you will have to make adjustments to your lifestyle. We don't, none of us stay 19 forever, do we? <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You mentioned that when you were at school, you suffered like, with stress related to exams, which a lot of people do, and you were comfort eating mm. to get you through that sort of process. You know, realistically, you have taken on an awful lot. You were going to the gym six days a week. You're studying for your qualifications, and you're also working full time. So can you estimate the impact, or have you got any thoughts on the impact that your fitness routine is having on your ability to meet all the various different commitments away from your fitness routine. Definitely helping with the confidence barrier and I can feel like I can take on a lot of tasks that are thrown my way. In terms of kind of fitting a lot of it in, obviously, as you said, so I've kind of got a lot going on at the moment, but uh, I still always, you know, find a way. And if I do need to kind of set aside some time to just kind of, you know, wind down and chill out for a little bit, then I, I also do that as well. But overall, I don't really see them kind of impacting. Like I plan out my weeks usually, uh, you know, what I'm doing with work and university, etc. And uh, I'm fortunate enough that my work and my university are very understanding. That kind of a lot of a lot of us have, you know, lives to live as well outside of work, and they kind of give us that leeway when we need it, which is lovely. Great. Yeah, I'm very fortunate in the position that I'm in, not just work-wise, but um, university-wise as well. You mentioned there as well the chilling out every so often, and I suppose that. It is important when you're thinking about health and fitness and well-being to also remember the importance of relaxation and, and getting the right amount of sleep at the right time of the day. Yeah, because if you know if you don't if you don't get enough sleep, your performance won't be as as good enough. If you don't give your body a rest, even when it feels like your body has been rested, 
this is why I also suggest doing things such as deloading because you know if you don't really give your body a true rest, you can end up you know really straining yourself or injuring yourself, which ultimately would give you more time out of the gym. So, right. what do you mean by deloading? So deloading is basically a phase that you go through. This could be either a week to to even four weeks. Um, I'd recommend a week. Uh, it's basically where you um lift lighter weights when you go to the gym so you don't go full on as uh, you know a lot, a lot of people who go to the gym they kind of lift as heavy as they can you know basically power lift essentially kind of deloading is going for lighter weights but kind of more reps basically giving your body a chance to um kind of regenerate and be be it it's kind of best game so when you do want to lift heavier again your body can actually hit those new targets you're trying to hit so you're maintaining the the technique and making sure the technique is correct and i think uh, if you are practicing the technique for a particular exercise then you do it with light weights and lead up to yeah. doing your personal best but the time that you spend lifting the lighter weights and fine-tuning the technique actually then makes the attempts at your personal bests run smoother, easier, because you've got the right technique, having your feet in the right place, your arms in the right way, etc., making sure that your back is flat, and etc., and you're, you're looking, even looking in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 100% correct. I mean, this is why I think deloading is so important. Like, as, as you said, not just for um, for kind of giving your body rest, but for de- um, for kind of improving your technique and making sure that you don't strain yourself even if you're not going for a personal best because if your technique's not right as we mentioned earlier you know you can really end up injuring yourself you certainly can but we're talking about personal best so um what is your personal best at a a deadlift (laughs) so so my deadlift at the moment is 160 kilograms that is kilograms that is yeah right and what about something like a chest press um so my bench press at the moment is 97 and a half i'm going for 100 kg very soon yeah i was just going to ask you what are your targets for your next personal best in those as well and like 100 kilograms um lifting 100 kilograms where you're flat on your back and using your chest muscles to lift it 100 kilograms what would that look like i suppose that's like a lot of bags of flour and stuff isn't it it's an awful lot yeah it's an awful lot yeah. to be lifting up from your chest it, it's like yeah congratulations i will look forward spencer to seeing that video on tiktok and instagram until i can see it i really want to thank you for the time that you've spent with me today it's been really interesting and uh, i've learned a lot i have Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Spencer. No worries. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And thank you to you for listening to Fit for My Age. I am Michael Millward, Managing Director of Abbasida, and I have been having a conversation with the gym influencer, Spencer Cave. You can find out more about both of us at abbasida.co.uk, and there are links in the description below to Spencer's TikTok and Instagram pages as well. If you like this edition of Fit For My Age, please give it a like. And to make sure you don't miss out on future editions, please subscribe. Remember, the aim of all the podcasts produced by Abbasida is not to tell you what to think, but we do hope to make you think. Thank you.